Motivation with Amazon Music. You're still in bed? Didn't you go running? Oh, I overslept. I'll go tomorrow. I'm getting in the shower. Alexa, set an alarm for 5 a.m. tomorrow to hard rock music. Okay, I'm up. The right song exactly when you need it. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically cancel anytime. We'll be discussing a recent book that came out, I think, uh, between 2016 and 2017, which is He-Man and the Thundercats. Is that the title? What is it? Or is it just He-Man Thundercats? It's just He-Man Thundercats. Uh, He-Man Thundercats. Oh, shut up, Ronnie. I ask a question. Shut, you what, shut up. I ask a question related to the, uh, maybe I don't get the title right. That don't matter. I'll fix this it in is, post. This is a very contentious podcast, and I feel like it's my fault. <laughs> you have brought negative vibes into this Negativity. Show. Negativity. Uh, so, okay. We're, this is this was a fun one, first off. Uh, you know, two of our cartoons from our past coming together in one book. We've talked about crossovers before here on the Source Material uh, podcast. I'll tell you right now, He-Man and Thundercats were, were close to the Transformers in the top of my list. Clo- you, when you're talking about toys, or are you talking about, like... Cartoons, cartoons, is that what you're talking about? Cartoons. Gotcha. gotcha. I, I, and toys. I had a ton of He-Man figures. I think of like, I, if I, I had very, I don't think I had any Thundercats, but I loved the cartoon. I, I had tons of He-Man toys and I had Castle Grayskull. Um, I had some G.I. Joes, but not a lot. And I had like three Transformers, but I love the TV show. Heck yeah. Well, ladies and gentlemen, let's uh, to in- do the proper introductions. That right there was Mark Radlich. Fucking uh, brunch, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> That's brunch rattlech right there. <laughs> Mark Brunchelich. Uh, <laughs> and, we bro- and we broke Ronnie. Oh, you broke me a long time ago. Uh, Ronnie Adams. So, Ronnie, me and you have done podcasts in the past where we've talked about both of these franchises, specifically He Man. Sure, sure. Uh, so, what uh, give us your thoughts on the He Man franchise first and then move to Thundercats and tell me, tell me how it all came about in, uh, in little Ronnie Adams' life? He-Man was definitely my, uh, that was my jam back in the day. We talk about, you know, G.I. Joe. G.I. Joe was amazing. I loved G.I. Joe. But I had more He-Man figures than I could probably count at this point. You know, my parents kept me swimming in them. I had Castle Grayskull. I had Snake Mountain. I had Hordax Pit. or Yeah, Hordax yeah, pit didn't have the slime pit because my mom didn't like slime. She didn't want it around the house. She's smart. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I realize that now, but back then she was just horrible because uh, I didn't. I wanted the slime pit. I watched the cartoon every chance I could get. Uh, I remember, um, you know, my mom buying he-man and skeletor for me so i could have the good guy and the bad guy heck yeah and i remember sitting at brunch with her <laughs> and <laughs> i'm kidding uh, yeah but uh, but no i remember when i first got them uh she let me take them to church and oh, i yeah. remember sitting in the front pew with her 
uh, and my grandmother and having these He-Man toys and all their all their accessories in Ziploc baggies so I wouldn't lose them. Awesome. And uh, yeah, so it was, you know, he did, you, was did, jam. did you make them bow their heads to pray? Um, shoot. I don't even remember prayer. I was playing <laughs> He-Man. Little- I was making forts out of, out of, uh, hymnals. You know? <laughs> nice. There you so, go. Nothing, nothing uh, like having a, a life and death struggle between He-Man and Skeletor on the top of a church pew. Right. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that was, that was, that was the stuff, dude. Heck yeah. So, um, and then I watched, uh, I watched, uh, Thundercats, but I didn't Uh-oh. own many toys. I just owned uh, Lion-O that I remember. Did you see much uh, of them when you were in stores? I mean, was that something? Um, you yeah, yeah, it was just one of those things where my mom was one of those, like, I don't know if it was, like, too expensive or, um, and I just didn't know it or or what, which I guess it costs about the same as a G.I. Joe figure. Or not G.I. Joe, but a He-Man figure. Mm-hmm. But she, I, I think it was because I had so much invested already in He-Man, she didn't feel like doing a new toy. Mm-hmm. you know uh, getting into a new toy line and i had a lot invested in gi joe too those were the two go-tos back in, you know when i was a kid but yeah. uh but i remember getting um lino because he had he came with the um the glove can't remember what it's called now the sort of omens mm-hmm. but uh didn't have the dagger sort of omens just the just the big the big one okay okay yeah you know, when i was a kid i had the uh freaking uh actual toy sword of omens and oh, I would run around oh. the horse, you know, and, and you press a button and the Thundercat symbol would light up. Nice. Um, I remember playing with that a lot when I was a kid, setting up a cardboard box in the middle of the, the living room and beating the snot out of it with it. And my mom was like, <laughs> what are you? Go outside. You're weird. I'm like, okay. But were you, um, were you a toy mixer? Would you have no, like Lionel hang out with He-Man? You or? know how I feel about that. Oh, I, I, I think I remember you kind of talking about how they shouldn't mix. But uh, you know, <laughs> it's the same as genres, man. Stop, <laughs> Mark. We can't mix the races of toys. <laughs> They're, they're toys they're not races so how what did lino do then he got a lino he just sat there and watched like you play with he-man and i mean i'm sure i mixed him i'm i'm sure I okay did. i was I gonna say don't... you gotta give him yeah. a purpose at least he can't just sit on no. the shelf there's no way i would get a lino and just let him sit around uh, and then, oh no and, and I, ronnie totally... separate put equal toy room <laughs> <laughs> got separate bathrooms uh, mark i know you had a rough evening <laughs> so i'm letting you fly <laughs> separate toy boxes uh, all right so anything else one, there, Ronnie? one 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 of the toy boxes was for thundercats only it's just a little shoe box put a lino in there never comes out why does lino have to drink from a separate water fountain than he man don't worry about it all right now hold on mark okay tell us tell us about mark tell us about he-man tell us about thundercats in your life everybody i had a bunch of he-man well you know what's funny about my my me and my he-man collection um so i don't i I got i probably got into wrestling at about five years old it was probably around the same time that i had a bunch of he-men and it wasn't long with the with the bodies that they had on them it wasn't long before i had i had the he-men wrestling each other 
Yeah. Like yeah. they were ha- they were absolutely it was the He-Man Championship wrestling. Well, there were plenty of body slams to be had with those figures. Oh yeah. I also remember like everything was connected by rubber bands and when those rubber and those oh, rubber bands yeah. did not were not always the sturdiest thing. I had definitely had a When they went, then everything went. Yeah. Uh, there was there was a bunch of legless He-Man. Um but I had a I had a bunch of the He-Man figures. Um absolutely had He-Man. I had Cringer. I had uh, or Battle Cat. Uh I had Skeletor. I had uh, his pant, his panther that he rode. I didn't have Tila or Evil Lynn because I wasn't a fucking girl. Um, Listen, you can't complete <laughs> you can't complete the whole set unless you have Evil Lynn and Tila. And right. I had I had sorceress too. Hey, so dude. suck it. Yeah, go, go, go play with Barbies. <laughs> I know, and I'm, and I'm sitting here and I say that, and I was just Mom telling somebody I totally played with Barbies. I had all girl cousins. I didn't have a choice. Yeah, you had a choice. <laughs> <laughs> I had Castle Grayskull. Um, yeah, I had. I, I remember having like Beastman and uh, m- uh, many faces, man at arms. I had all those things, and yeah. I I absolutely mixed all the toys. Like I had just a. Here's the thing: I had a lot of incomplete sets of things, so I just decided that whatever. Like I remember, I had this set piece from Return of the Jedi, and it was like the droid slave factory. You remember this? You know where the one? Yes, white, I do. Where the one like white robot is branding the black? Uh, I swear to God, I'm not doing a bit now. But that's <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> it's, this that, really happens. It, <laughs> the, it doesn't. It's not as bad as Mark makes it out to be. But yes, mm-hmm. because the robot in in the in the movie is silver. Is it okay? The the, the yeah. box robot. Well, I thought it had like silver like coil legs. In any case, it, like it's like it's like branding his feet. Well, I yeah. had that. No, no, the, I, that robot, the branded robot, was black. Yeah, but uh, the brandy, the brander. Okay, was, was not, silver. Okay, I thought he was white. Um, in any case. So I had that playset, um, and I remember like I it, to me it didn't look like a robot factory; it looked like a lab. So I remember calling it. It was like it was the Sky Lab, and the Sky Lab was the most powerful scientific uh, cre- uh, s- science creating mechanism in all the universe. And all the bad guys that, that I had were you know were fighting each other and everybody else for it. And it was the good guy's job to defend it. I'm pitching you my story <laughs> ideas from when I was a. Ch- yep um we've all had them so yeah and so that was it was all it was always fighting over over the skylab that's what all my that's Mm. what everything was always about and setting up these gigantic battles with all my he-man and everything um and their base was castle grayskull because i because i didn't because that was like the biggest thing that i owned you know i was one of those rich kids who had the um the terror dome or the aircraft carrier the biggest thing i owned was castle grayskull um which is a cool ass fucking toy by the way Uh, i did not have the snake pit though or any of the other things that came with the the big play sets that came with he-man but i love that cartoon and and i remember a couple years ago when it was on netflix i actually sat my kids down and i remember we spent an entire weekend just binge watching he-man my kids loved it i just thought it was the best i want to ask you a question then was it better left in your past if, if your kids didn't enjoy it? I am Adam. Um, yeah. <laughs> it's a little stilted. A little more stilted than when I remember it. I, I, we were just talking about it, and I was like, um, you got a whole on, full-on Clark Kent situation going on here uh, with Prince Adam and, and, and He-Man. 
there's no way people don't realize that that's he man <laughs> that's the thing like at least clark kent had had the audacity to put on glasses and well, yeah, yeah this way. guy did nothing but change his shirt he right. changed his shirt <laughs> essentially he <laughs> put a shirt on <laughs> he took off his gay prince outfit and put on you know and put on like assless chaps and and some sort of he had a loincloth sir <laughs> A loincloth and a thin, thin strips of metal for armor. Whatever. Okay. Yeah, that, that's, that's that's armor, all right. It's armor to stick the dollars. Um, and fur boots. This is a bandolier. I'm not helping this at all. <laughs> he was wearing thin strips of leather. Wait a minute. And oh. fur boots. Wait a minute. And a t- and a tiny, tiny, itty bitty polka dot bikini. Right. Um, <laughs> No, He Man wasn't gay at all. But dude, I would I I did not make that connection as a kid. As a kid, he just you know he looked like a powerful barbarian type, yeah. and I and I never questioned the whole stupid secret identity thing. Like I, I I didn't care. As an adult watching it backwards, I'm like, wow, this show is dumb as shit. But <laughs> my kids loved it. You you didn't have a whole lot of Thundercats. No, I don't think I had any Thundercats. Okay. All right. Well, but it, I, I was not an artist. And I'm t- to this day still not an artist, still can't draw for shit. But my favorite thing to try and draw was the Sword of Omen. Oh, yeah. yeah. You got to like that. That was a cool sword, man. Yeah. We, me and my friends, we used to practice drawing the Sword of Omen in school when we should have been focusing on work. And now I'm a social worker. <laughs> for myself. I have more of a connection with He-Man when it comes to uh, how much time I spent watching the cartoon. I had a lot more figures uh, for that. I can remember. uh, I can remember a few times that I got He-Man toys. One was I don't know who got it for me. I don't know if it was my grandma or if it was my mom, but I remember being at my grandma's and getting. I think it was Manny Faces uh, and reading the comic that came along with the with the toy, which was pretty cool and and a great marketing ploy as well. Was Snake Mountain the one with the microphone? Yes. Okay. So I did have Snake Mountain had the microphone. Way too excited for that. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, that's all right. Woo! So I had Snake Mountain. I I think I might have got the the uh, slime pit at one point. And you know, you tilted the thing down, and the stuff the the slime went down on top of the heat. Yeah, I didn't have that. You know, I I couldn't stand the figures. I was more into G.I. Joe. Uh, As much as I liked looking at the figures and they looked cool, they were just, it all came down to points of articulation for me. I get that. Okay. I really do. And I I, I get that. I don't. I don't understand. What do you mean by points of articulation? Points of articulation is. Means he man had none. (laughs) No, I understand what, I understand what the phrase means. Oh, okay. I don't know why you gave a shit. If they're going to fight, they're going to throw some kicks. We'd use our figures for wrestling. Okay. A DDT with a GI Joe is pulled off a lot better and it looks a lot smoother than you trying to put a Skeletor's head in between uh, He-Man's unflexible arm and trying to okay. pull off a DDT. I understand what you're saying, but the DDT is the wrong move to, to, to try to <laughs> prove your point. Welcome Considering to the DD- Body Slam League. Is, Ladies and gentlemen, that's all we do here. It's the man Body Slam. Because the DDT starts with a starts with a headlock, a reverse headlock, which you can do with a He-Man because their arms were like pre-bent. Negative. So they they were pre-bent, but they all they only went. Wow, out. there was there was there was no <laughs> yeah, really. logic to that. Being shut down. <laughs> yeah, no. You maybe no. you could fit it in there. You'd have to squeeze their little plastic heads into a tiny little thin piece of thing so they could fit You're in there. Out of your That's fucking mind, dude. Whatever, you, man. 
first of all, like if you're if you're trying to put like a DDT on, I can't believe we're having this conversation. I wow. can, and I love Next it. Year. Keep going. Keep wow. going. I we haven't had a really neck beardy conversation in quite some time, but here we go. Two weeks. Skeleton. <laughs> Skeleton. Two weeks. Two weeks. But <laughs> um, <laughs> not a t-shirt, Mindy. Um. <laughs> Skeletor's head was like soft plastic. You yeah. could actually squeeze his head, which means you could absolutely put Gav He-Man giving him a DDT. I'm so I'm I'm, I'm going to a figure right now. Go get your He-Man figures. They're upstairs. Okay? They're in my bedroom. Forty-year-old man with three children. Go get <laughs> no, your no. He-Man figures, and and uh, you and you can absolutely do it. And don't pull this like OJ shit where you're just like, oh well, it doesn't fit. No, you can act. You absolutely can do a DDT with He-Man figures. All right, so. While they weren't as articulate, you know, articulated um, as the GI Joe figures, mm-hmm. uh, He Man was good for wrestling, but he was good for your Hulk Hogan style of wrestling: uh, punch, kick, body slam, <laughs> leg drop. Are you fucking kidding? But if you want to get into, I want to do, like, want to do Savage versus Ricky Steamboat. You can't do that with He Man. Can you? Can, can't. Can we please post this question on Movie Pass fans right now? <laughs> Listen, I don't have time. Can you or can you not do wrestling moves with He Man figures? What time is Peter Rabbit? <laughs> Uh, Listen, if you really want to bust out the tinfoil hats, then you post that question because they're like, you know, I don't know. Maybe it's a conspiracy theory against people who liked He-Man. They just didn't want him to, you know, them to enjoy, you know, their wrestling moves with He-Man. <laughs> I'm just saying, if you want a five-star classic wrestling match, <laughs> You had to go G.I. Joe. All right. So, okay, moving on. We got to get to this comic and get the hell out of here. Um, I, I, I kind of like this, but, you know. <laughs> this feel, This is starting to feel more like a Screaming Boy episode than it this is. Feel, this just feels right. I had more playtime with He-Man. I got one Thundercat in my life, if I remember correctly, and that was Slythe. Someone had bought me Slythe for, like, Christmas or a birthday present, and I still have that axe and i don't know if i still have the figure but i still have the axe and he had the thing on the back where you could use his uh you could push down on like one of his little fins or whatever's on the back and it moves his arm up and down i only had that one figure and i think you're right if i remember correctly they were a little bit more expensive i don't know why but when it came to the cartoon that's probably why i didn't have any yeah when it came to the cartoon i can remember watching the cartoon at one point in my life let's go ahead just real quick Go over to Google and see when the cartoon ran. What? Uh, because I want to know. But it was half the battle. Inquiring minds want to know. I want to know. Nineteen. I think it was. Uh, it had to have been nineteen eighty-eight or nineteen ninety or nineteen eighty-nine. Because uh, I was going over to. Uh, I was getting dropped off at a babysitter's before I went to school, and they had a satellite dish. And I don't know what channel it was. Uh, but you know, every once in a while we would watch Thundercats in the morning. I don't know if it was Disney. I don't think it was Disney. Disney doesn't have anything to do with Thundercats back then. I don't think, uh, but it, it, we would catch that in the morning and I would watch most of, I could barely remember half of what happened in some of the seasons. I know most of the characters, you know, when we, when I read this comic, they were naming the characters and I was like, Oh yeah, I remember that guy. I remember that guy. Oh, okay. Yeah. I remember that vehicle, you know, aside from the character, the main characters themselves, they didn't have a lineup like he man did when it comes to side characters. In my opinion, I honestly forgot. Like, see, I, I remember Thundercats being a little bit more like Ninja Turtles where it was essentially Mumra and two henchmen, which I'm vaguely remembering the frog guy that looks like, that looks like, Gollum. 
album um, from the Rankin. No, Rankin no, and no it was Live that was and the Baboon. Right, and okay, so so yeah, so there's George from Rampage, and and then Gollum from the Rankin and Bass cartoon. Yeah, well, and, yeah. And, and that was kind of every episode. There was like very rarely another bad guy. Oh, there was a there was a another like a hyena too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there was three of them right here. It's so funny you say that Thundercast. This series was originally distributed by Rankin and Bass Productions. Didn't well, that makes sense because Rankin and Bass was responsible for a lot of my nightmares, and <laughs> I remember. Mumra, I mean, this. I don't get me wrong. I love Thundercats. That was musty TV. That was appointment television for me. But that beginning where Mumra turns from like the decap- the decrepit oh, yeah, mummy dude. into like buff Mumra was the scariest thing to me on like daytime TV. Oh yeah, four seasons. The only thing scarier to me when I was a kid was um, the Incredible Hulk transformation. The live don't action. Ask why. That yeah, never bothered me. Well, of okay. course not. Dude, I just admitted that like the fro- that that the frog character reminded me of Gollum, which scared the fuck out of me as a kid in the Rankin and Bass cartoons. Hey, okay, you want to also know what scared the shit out of me as a kid? Um, again, Rankin and Bass, those bastards. Uh, the Last Unicorn. You remember this? Oh, I've never seen this movie, but I know what you're talking. I've about. seen the, I've, I've I've heard of it. Okay, so go rent the Last Unicorn. Watch it with your children and scarm for life. Okay, there's a point where there's a talking skeleton who is talking to like you know midriff the wizard or whatever the fuck his name is um Midriff and- the wizard <laughs> <laughs> holy crap i really do have to read that i'm, I'm sorry his name is schmendrick schmendrick the wizard that's and- not right either <laughs> no it is I'm, I'm gonna pull up the cast now for the last unicorn uh the last so in the last unicorn there's a go the night in there too <laughs> the night. Uh, last unicorn film, Rankin and Bass Productions. Horrifying. Yeah, Schmendrick. Alan Arkin as Schmendrick the Magician. Huh. Mia Farrow as the unicorn or Lamy Amathea. Jeff Bridges was Prince Lear. Well, no uh, wonder it was terrifying. <laughs> Tammy Grimes was Molly Grew. Robert Klein is the butterfly. Angela Lansbury was Mommy Fortuna. Christopher well, yeah. Lee. Yeah. Christopher Lee is King Haggard. Keenan Wynn is Captain Cully. Paul Freeze as Mubruk, King Haggard's court magician who's replaced by Schmendrick. <laughs> Renee Abajouan as the skull that guards the clock. Okay, so Gee. Renee Renee uh, fucking scared the piss out of me as a kid. <laughs> um <laughs> cuz there's a point where like we're where they're trying to get past him they don't know that that lady Amathea is really a unicorn and they need the unicorn for King Haggard to like gain his youth back or something like they need a horn or whatever it was and so when the when this when the skeleton starts to figure out that th- that lady Amathea is really a unicorn he starts screaming Haggard it's a unicorn you Unicorn! And I piss myself every time. It's so horrifying. I have not seen that movie. It is almost as bad as one of the orcs screaming on the staircase in the Return of the King cartoon. You're just a hobbit. Mash him. Oh my God, I'm scaring myself and I'm 42 years old. 
Rankin and Bass wow. has had a bad impact. I am not Hello. sleeping tonight. Not without alcohol. Uh, other notable, I'm just going through the their wiki here. Animated series by Rankin and Bass. Uh, I'll run them down here. Tales of the Wizard of Oz from 1961. King Kong Show, 1966 to 1969. Smokey Bear Show, 69 to 71. The Tom Foolery Show, 1970 to 71. The Reluctant Dragon and Mr. Toad Show, 70 to 71. Jackson 5, 71 to 72. The Osmonds, 1972. Kid Power, 72 to 73. Festival of Family Classics, 72 to 73. And then they take like a big 12-year break and come back with Thundercats. Uh, and then another series I've heard of, I don't know if I've watched, Ronnie Silverhawks. You ever watch any of that? Silverhawks. Yeah. <laughs> I, have no idea. I have no idea what that is. Uh, and then it says the, the theme. Okay. All right. Uh, the comic strip featuring Tiger Sharks. This is going to be a thing now. It is it? now. Oh, wow. All right. So, yeah, I didn't have a whole lot of uh, I didn't have a whole lot of attachment to the Thundercats. Knew about them. Knew about the cartoon. Uh, really? I'd seen the figures, but oh I just didn't. Dude, Thundercats was the coolest thing ever. Thundercats. Yeah. When I was a kid, man, I, I remember like you know getting past the sort of frightening imagery and all of it i remember like there was no cooler tv show on tv when i was in elementary school than the thundercats and you were only a cool kid if you watched the thundercats so the thundercats are uh, escaping like their doomed planet and they all go into hypersleep and somehow the only one that is able to that that, that aged in the trip was Lionel. so he's now the king of the thundercats and he's in a man's body but he's actually 12 years old oh, oh now that's mentioned in the comic and I had no it idea about is. that. Yeah, yeah. Him, Wiley Kit, and Wiley Cat are like all the same age. There they're, it they're is, like, Ronnie. They're I'm trying peers. to figure out the names. <laughs> I said Kit and Cat. You said Kit and Caboodle. <laughs> <laughs> Kit Caboodle and Jitty Jitty Bang Bang attack. <laughs> Uh, um, yeah, I, I, dude, I remember a lot about the Thundercats. Believe it or not, you know what my wife was saying the other day. She was like, "Women and men are so different," and I'm really emblematic of that because, like, there's just stuff that she watched as a kid and hung on to none of it. Meanwhile, I can sit here and tell you about like the plot elements of Thundercats, <laughs> and I can't remember to call and make a reservation for fucking brunch. <laughs> Here we go, He Man Thundercats, 2016, 2017. By Rob David, uh, written by Rob David, which is an author I've not, uh, I don't know if I've ever read. I was expecting this was going to be a Colin Bunn joint for some reason. Was not. Uh, Lloyd Goldfine also pitched in on the writing duties and uh, illustrated by Jeremy Caldwell and Freddie Williams II, which I think is, that's most of the art I think we see in the, in the book is Freddie Williams and stuff. So I'm going to do a big, large synopsis here, ladies and gentlemen, and then we're going to pitch in with our, our criticisms and our, uh, our uh, uh, favorite parts here, and then we will take us on out of here. We've had a fun discussion already. Let's, let's get into the book. The ancient spirits of evil are tired of Mumra and his many failures. They, they set him on a new task to get a weapon from a distant land, a weapon called the Sword of Power. Bringing the two worlds of Third Earth and Eternia within orbit of each other. Now, granted, they are not actually in the same plane of existence, so there's a whole big old thing about that, number one. But anyway, that they, they merge orbits, and Calamity strikes both worlds. And in a battle Calamity. with... Calamity. And in a battle with Mumra, Prince Adam is gravely injured just before turning into an uninjured He-Man. Yeah, the- he gets the fuck stabbed out of him. Of what happened. <laughs> 
<laughs> dude, when they choose to do the so full, eloquently put, <laughs> when they choose to do the full page, uh, you know, uh, the full page art. Oh my goodness, that was that was one of them where he's getting that uh, the sword of power shoved through his chest, and it, you're like, oh my gosh, what is going on here? Uh, but in the midst of the duel, Mumra mysteriously disappears with the sword of power and reappears in front of Skeletor, who with the aid of the ancient spirits of evil takes the sword of power and renders mumra into dust ancient spirits of evil transform this decayed form to mumra the ever living high god it's just not as scary anymore Mixing said dust into a potion, <laughs> Skeletor drinks it up and becomes more powerful than ever. Meanwhile, He-Man must stave off an attack from the combined forces of Skeletor's minions and Mumra's mutants. And while victorious, Skeletor's new life and power turn He-Man back into the dying Prince Adam right in front of his own father. While Skeletor is reveling in his newfound power, a new ally to Eternia arrives to face Skeletor, the Thundercats. A fierce battle ensues, and it is evident that the Thundercats may be outmatched. On the move. Thundercats are loose. Hear the magic. Feel the roar. Thundercats are loose. Thunder, 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 thundercats. Oh, Thundercats may be outmatched until Lionel has Skeletor see his own reflection in his sword. Skeletor retreats as he realizes that Mumra, the ever-living, is alive and well inside his own body. And I'll tell you what right now, that sequence where they're talking to each other, Mumra's t- and then Mumra's like having Skeletor poke himself in his eye sockets. That was some funny <laughs> shit. That really was. <laughs> I will have to admit, that was hysterical. There are some pretty funny moments in this book. Uh, and after a brief struggle with himself, they come to an agreement to work together in order to lay siege upon the Castle Grayskull, to seek a way to separate, separate, separate from each other. But in order to do that, they bring to life the giant ancient spirits of evil. So these ancient spirits of evil, which initially we just see voices of, they bring them to life and apparently have some command over them now that they have this, you know, this combined might. Uh, and they tell them to attack the city uh, and castle Grayskull shortly after Prince Adam's funeral. That's right. Prince Adam has been laid to rest. The Thundercats, still on Eternia, resolve to help the Eternians do battle against the Giants, and we get the team up we've all been waiting for. However, Lion-O, in a desperate gambit, takes Prince Adam to Third Earth, back to the very Black Pyramid Mumra returns to usually to remain immortal. Uh, Lino shoves He-Man into this sarcophagus, seals it, uh, but the result is not what Lino expected. As a possessed, enraged... Stop trying to bring back the dead. It never, never works out well. <laughs> Didn't we learn anything from Aladdin? The genie says, don't ask me to bring people back from the dead. It never works out well. He doesn't like doing it. That's right. A possessed, enraged He-Man emerges, immediately going to battle with Lionel. Uh, their fight wages on until Lionel uses the sight beyond sight power of his Sword of Omens to show He-Man what lies ahead if Mumra and Skeletor win. This snaps He-Man out of it, and the two grab Cringer to head back to Eternia to help their friends. The armies of Eternia and, Thunder- and the Thundercats join forces to attempt to stop the giant ancient spirits of evil from making their way to Castle Grayskull. During this, another team-up occurs, One- that of the spirit Jaga, the lord of the Thundercats, and that of the sorceress, He-Man's, uh, He-Man's pal. Their efforts give the forces... I, I don't know what else could I say. Her, her, uh, I'm, I'm going to go with that. His buddy. Um, 
their efforts. She's like the guardian of Castle Grayskull, right? Yes. Sorceress. Okay. So their efforts give the forces of, of good the strategy they need to bring down the giant ancient spirits of evil. Uh, I think they like Jaga and Sorceress say, hey, you know, check out these discs, uh, aim for the discs that are on these things and take them out. Uh, so that's uh, that's what all the the armies start doing. They start trying to take these things down by one one by one. When they have thought to be victorious, <laughs> from out of the sky comes the dreaded Mumator to lay waste to any this that oppose them. Was silly. <laughs> <laughs> they've come together and they have agreed upon and they are now this powerful this is what being. you chose was silly in this mama tour i mean not for nothing but that just screamed like like the writer of this is at home one day and he's watching his kids play with his toys and like the kid totally came up with that this is also the same kid who pitched monster trucks you know <laughs> the movie with the trucks run by monsters <laughs> Well, when you look at these two franchises, there 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 are similarities. Clearly, uh, you know you've got the hero, you've got the sword, you've got the the spirit, um, you've got the villain, uh, and then when you get tasked with the fact to, to or with the when you get tasked to combine the two properties, well, we're going to do that, and then I'm going to actually combine two properties into one and get there. Ergo, Mamator. Mumator lays waste to any that oppose him here. As Lionel and He-Man finally arrive, it is evident that Mumator has made his way into Castle Grayskull after nearly destroying the forces of for Eternia. Finding Mumator, he boasts about having the Orb of Power. Okay, there's a sword of power, there's an orb of power, which is apparently uh, in the middle of the, I don't know if it, I think it controls like all these realities. Now you want to talk about silly, Mark, this is probably where I figure you think you're, you're thinking things are probably going to go off the rail. The orb of power, which is the nexus of all realities is, and is now asking for He-Man to give up the sword of power. Lionel and He-Man scheme to lose Mumator in one of the many realities and proceed to do battle throughout the multiverse peering in on realities as they fight some good some bad some dc uh, yes this was the brian and stewie in time yeah <laughs> as mamator opens a gate to let the hordes of villains in to fight he-man and Lionel, the sorceress steps in to help allowing a flood of eternians and the other thundercats to join in the battle we got this humongous battle going on where we if i would have had all of he-man toys and all of the Thundercast toys, this battle's taking place on my bedroom floor. That's that's for sure. The combination of power from He-Man's Sword of Power and Lionel's Sword of Omens Combined together, they are able to banish Mumator and shortly thereafter celebrate a quick victory and return to their homes and also return their homes to their respective dimensions in the multiverse. But remember, as long as evil exists, Mark Radlich. So does Mumra. Mumra lives. That's right. All right. There we go. That is my 10-minute, five-minute synopsis there. Uh, I'll I'll turn it over to you, Mark Radlich. Uh, let's start with our let's start with our criticisms and we'll end up with our favorite parts. Okay, criticisms first. You got anything you want to say that you didn't like about this book? No, I really enjoyed I, I enjoyed this book. Um I guess if I have to come up with a criticism, I think at times it was a little needlessly, needlessly uh, convoluted, a little needlessly complex, but not enough to where it didn't get into wacky Raceland territory. Yeah. You know, I could still follow what was happening more or less. And, you know, that's really all I, I care about. Uh, I really love this story. I mean, it's total like, you know, again, it's total like little kid cheese. You know, it, is. it really is. If you had these figures, you're doing this. You know, you you come up with a plot. This is you know this this is a little Mark Radlich who's got the 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 pen and the paper to to script himself a movie. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, I could see that. 
Yeah, and, and that's the thing, and that's what I what I enjoyed about it. It was like you know, like again, we've we've talked in the past about how in certain comic book stories it takes itself a little too seriously. No, this was just them having like like here here's two properties that don't get a lot of play, and um, like the Thundercats have never been in the movies, and He Man had one movie and it sucked, and let's not talk about it. <laughs> so <laughs> so you know, here's an opportunity to really play with these franchises. And just do something fun with them, and I and I really like that. I I like the fact that they, they came up with a fairly simple enough storyline. It's Mumra's a fuck up, and they um, the ancient spirits of evil decide, you know what? Let's give this guy Skeletor a chance because you know because he hasn't fucked up a lot, mm-hmm. which is we- which is weird. No, um, they, they're they're clearly misinformed. <laughs> yeah, they got they got bad intel. But beyond you that, you boob. Sorry, <laughs> but you know, and it was it was they fun. didn't say boob a lot. <laughs> It was fun to see the uh it was fun to see the interplay between Skeletor and Mumra and all of these different uh characters. So I I really enjoyed it. I you know they they took some chances, you know, stabbing He-Man right at the beginning of the book. Oh yeah, dude. Really took me by surprise. It was probably like like the most the most adult thing in the book. You know, the 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 rest of it is okay, you know, we 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 talked about Infinity War and we're going to review that movie in full tomorrow with some guests that we're going to have on. But, you know, there's a there's definitely I, it reminded me of that sort of Marvel style of of disparate characters getting together and quipping at one another. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it was fun. You know, it was an easy it was a, it was a light, breezy, easy read. You talk about some of the adult parts of this book. That was clearly the most, uh, you know, the bloodiest, the goriest of of what we saw. But there was there was a, the fight between Skeletor and Lino where Lino about lost his eye. That was that was um uh, that was up there, I think. That that battle right there. There was there wasn't they weren't shy about shedding blood. The violence wasn't shy. Yeah, the violence was was definitely there. Yeah, you got Lino his grizzled scar through most of the book. Um, down his down his you know his left eye there. No, you're fine. I, I was sitting there thinking about some of the <clears throat> some of the other parts in that book. You know, some of it has a bit of a lasting effect on the universes well i guess definitely the the universe of eternia where now hey guess what prince adam his father knows that he's he-man and you know that that was probably one of the lasting effects from this book that i thought well you know they they came they came out of out of this battle uh, and it seemed like it was pretty significant now as to whether that falls in continuity i I doubt it does because this is one of those crossovers it's just meant as a one shot probably doesn't affect anything else i would assume right when they were doing their universe reality hopping or whatever they kind of played with him i love that by the way i don't know if you've ever um how much fantastic four you read but there was a fantastic four issue where doom and reed fight throughout time Mm -hmm. like they just travel through time and space fighting each other um and it's 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 a there was a, a lot of really cool imagery um the issue itself was pretty fun and i liked you know and it was a it was definitely a total like brian and stewie thing or like they show up in like different universes like you in you know it's just like love it hate it moving on (laughs) (laughs) next one love it hate it moving on (laughs) it was just a lot a lot of that you know i and again i thought it was fun that they had a sense of humor about this and they didn't take it super serial Mm -hmm. ronnie what's your criticisms what's your favorite parts at times it was a little too jokey to have the violence in there just at times um but i liked it because of like like mark said it didn't take itself too seriously at all 
But then there was like, you know, you had the, the blood and the violence and Lano stabs He-Man in the side. And and uh, then Lano, before that, Lano turns uh, Cringer slash Battlecat into this ferocious half Thundercat, half whatever he is. That's my favorite. That's one of my favorite parts. Uh, yeah, they, that was incredible. Cringer looks cool as shit. Yeah. yeah. I was like, and, and, you know, it, the only way that that could happen was the fact that Cringer was on Third Earth. And he was able to use that sword and unleash that Thundercat in him. I thought yeah. that was pretty cool, you know. He and he took off and he he like whipped. Uh, I, I think I don't know if it was a combined force. I think it was Skeletor's uh, Skeletor's force, or maybe it was it was the Plundarians. I can't remember, but I they think were it was the great. Plundarians. But he was ripping through them and biting them and yeah. blood flowing. I was like, dang on. <laughs> yeah. And then you had some like what Jesse pointed out the other night. Some of the sound effects, you know. Oh, dude. Like when they're working on that giant laser or whatever, and they're using a ratchet to tighten something, the sound effect is literally ratchet, ratchet. <laughs> Good shit. That's that's wonderful. Anything else? On there, Ronnie the art Adams was really good too. Yeah, I don't think it was. I don't think the art was half bad at all. Uh, no, this guy, Freddie Williams, I think is Freddie E. Williams. As a matter of fact, I believe is his name. Yeah, I, I enjoyed every bit of it. I thought it was. You know uh, what else I liked? I liked Tila and, Ch- and Cheetah. That, Chitara? The Chitara. Yeah, I think the 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 sort of the girl power, you know, playing back and forth off each other. I thought that was fun. Yeah. Oh yeah, when you get your team ups. That's a blast. Uh, it was, I think it was Panthro and, uh, uh, oh man. Tiger and Man at Arms. Yep. Sitting there talking about how to, you know, upgrade this technology. Orco. Orco was a blast in this. Orco and Snarf. <laughs> he kept screwing things up. Oh man, it was great. And Gosh, he, there's so many parallels in these. I, I never really realized that, realized that. Yeah. And I mean, and the fact that they used a little more adult language in this. It was it was weird, but it still it kind of matched. And the whole, like I said, it was hysterical. Um, but the whole uh, Mumra making Skeletor poke himself in the eyes—it was very Sam Raimi, um, yes. Evil Dead, you know, uh, Army of Darkness there. And then I really, really, really enjoyed seeing all the different He-Man characters that they 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 brought out the big guns for oh, this, yeah, all they, the they brought out the Spanish Bumblebee from the Simpsons. <laughs> Spanish Bumblebee. Uh, it's Buzz Off, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, definitely Eternia had the place. I think that's had, probably why they had to do the battle on Eternia. Lobster claws for some reason. Everybody was, you know, so many characters were on Eternia compared to the Thundercats. Again, I, I just, it seemed like it was a very limited when it came to the amount of characters that they could work with there. Uh, but yeah, so... I just brought up the panels here that you were talking about where he's grabbing himself, choking himself, punching him in the face, poking yeah. himself in the eye. And you see I- Prince Adam is Clark Kent. <laughs> Oh my God! I laughed my ass <laughs> off. You know, in the uh, the alternate universe where he stayed on Earth, he was yeah. basically Superman. That was funny as shit, dude. I want to see. I want to see that in a real comic now. And uh, and I and I didn't realize that that was in there. I forgot that was in there when I made the Clark Kent Superman comparison to. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. pretty apt, man. I mean, it's it's definitely. And you got Chatila and Heo and oh, at the Panther end, arms. Yeah, everybody's combined. Jagras. Snarfo. Snarfo. And he just jams this, the sword of, I mean, like, uh, the sword of power through Skeletor's chest. 
you know, or, uh, what was a Mumator? Yeah, he jams it through Mumator's chest, and there's blood everywhere. And if I could find one complaint with this, it was almost like it didn't know where it wanted to go. Whether it was wanted to be funny and jokey for the kids, or a little more adult, you know, with the blood and the the stabby stabby. Well, everybody that remembers these franchises are as old as we are, pretty much. Yeah, I mean, we're talking thirty year old. He man was eighty three. Yeah, thirty five, dude. So he's thirty five years old. They actually said that the, to get him on air as a cartoon, He Man could not use his sword against any living being. Wow, and he couldn't punch or anything. That's why he always threw things. He threw rocks. <laughs> He threw people. He threw people. He threw, <laughs> threw castles and, and everything else. I remember him <laughs> lifting up Castle Grayskull one time. Um, but uh, he just threw things constantly. It was like it was it was like an epidemic with him. He just picked things up and threw it. If you notice, let me look at it. Like he punched like the you know Hordax uh, robots and and things like that. But he never never raised a hand in offense to anything living. Mm-hmm. It's just like GI Joe never killed anybody. With their guns, they always shot around and laid down cover fire, but nobody ever got shot until the movie. And then, you know, Duke went into a coma like 16 times. <laughs> and uh, I mean, Duke was always going to, he's forever going into comas. It was, it was kind of sad. Um, <laughs> but then, you know, the, the, the show Community played off that. And they did a whole animated show where uh, Joel was in the hospital. The main character, uh, Joel, uh, uh, Jeff was his name in the show. And he was dreaming that he and his friends in his study group were a part of the G- were part of G.I. Joe. And he was dressed as Duke and, and you know, and uh, uh, Allison Brie was Lady J and, and all this stuff. But uh, he said, uh, they said, oh, no, Cobra's attacking. And, and, and Jeff was like, I'll take care of this. And he just starts laying dudes out, like shooting them in the chest and the head and stuff. I'm like, what are you doing? We don't kill people. And they put him on trial for, for killing. You know? I, th- I feel like we talked about this once. When, and I, we uh, did. Yeah, um, and I brought up the robot chicken thing where it was like it was always yeah, fumbles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know, it's just, it's really, it's so different. It's kind of refreshing to see. I mean, if you got a sword, more chances are if somebody's trying to use it, they're going to jam it through somebody's chest, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but you know, instead of using it to make glass in the in the desert. <laughs> maybe that was... <laughs> Maybe that was the reason they did that in that first issue shortly thereafter. This is like, hey, look, you know, this is the direction our comic's going to go. There's going to be consequences. Yeah. A sword is going to hurt somebody, and we're not we're not playing by the rules of the show. In, in defense, though, of the producers of this show, let us remember that this was supposed to be an animated cart- an animated after-school cartoon for little kids. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah. I mean, I mean, you really can't expect it to be like fucking Dragon Ball Z or some shit. Oh, I don't have any, I don't have anything against it. I, I just remember being a kid and seeing seeing He Man. It wasn't a sword, but he 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 moved his hands so super quick on the on the sand that he made glass. And he he made four or three or yeah like four panes of glass and trapped a giant scorpion in in it um, that was trying to kill them. And I'm like, just stab it, dude. It's a giant scorpion. Nobody no, cares. He man was he man was using science because he's not just a dumb blonde. Screw science. Jam the sword through the thing's head and be done with it. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, hey, just just as an aside, I thought it was neat that uh, he man got the attorney of championship belt from his dad. Yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. <laughs> Cause he, that was kind of a thing there towards the end. Um, 
And did you guys get the sense that He-Man was a little bit more powerful than Lino in this book? Very much so. Yeah, okay. I was just wondering. Well, why yeah, was smarter. But look, they, they were a classic tag team. You know, Lino was the Brett the Hitman heart, and He-Man was Jim the Anvil Neidhart. Good comparison. Well, wait. Do you, are you dissenting Ronnie Adams? Are you okay with that or not? I just think he's smarter than Jim the Anvil. Uh, <laughs> all right all right can yeah, we have we've already had our neck beard limit tonight let's stop <laughs> while we're ahead there is no limits on the neck beardiness <laughs> <laughs> we're on a comic <laughs> podcast for uh, i'm really we're considering about- renaming this entire network to the the the, the neck beard fucking you know broadcast network neck beard please, please do i will be your number one fan i mean i, I already am kind of hey uh, look at that ronnie adams Ron- Ronnie, I will change the Rattlet and Broadcasting Network to the Neckbeard and Broadcasting Network when you get your shows up in a timely fashion. <laughs> hey, Mark. Uh, go fuck with <laughs> My shows have nothing to do with whether you name your, your network. Well, I don't have really much else to say. Mark, you said you've, you enjoyed it. You had a good time. Yeah, right. it was a look. You know, every week we, we come on here and it's like, well, what are we synergizing with this week? It was fun just to read a book just for the hell of it. Yeah. Ronnie, how about you, man? Do you enjoy yourself? I mean, it was pretty good. Yeah, I enjoyed reading it. it like I said, at times it, I felt it struggled to really know what it was all about. But I mean, I enjoyed it. Mm-hmm. I read this when it came out. I mean, I collected it issue by issue. Oh, oh yeah. Okay. Nice. Well, this is a, you know, this is a story that I think was a pretty easy read too. It wasn't yeah. bogged down. You didn't have a, a wall of text uh, and the art, you let the art speak for itself sometimes. And it was, it was beautiful. It wasn't a Kevin Smith book. That's for oh. sure. All right. Well, let's get on out of here. This was a fun story to talk about. I'm glad we got the chance to read it and talk about it here on the show. Mark Radlich, I guess what I will do right now is turn it over to plugs for you, sir. What do we got coming up? Um, all right. So when this airs, uh, that same week, we'll be doing an on trial for battleships, which would, if you're listening to this, when this airs on the Rattles and Broadcasting Network, then tomorrow is May 8th. And again, on trial, the movie Battleship Marvel, as I try to defend this movie. Mm. Um, I've not seen it, but I've heard so much shit about it. (laughs) On the metal hammer of they fire are like, they look like the pegs in Battleship. Nice. No way. Swear to you. Oh, come on, dude. I swear is it. Um, <laughs> he swears it. Uh, on the Metal Hammer of Doom, we're going to be listening to Ronnie Adams' new favorite album of 2018, uh, Mindfucker. <laughs> Please stop. People are going to believe you. <laughs> I hope so. No. Um, if you're listening to I this. Have a reputation. If you're listening and I'm here to help your reputation get better. Um, but saying I listen to crappy music. Oh, Monster Magnet's a good band. Uh, if you're listening to this on Jesse's YouTube page, then tomorrow is May 1st, and we'll be reviewing Avengers Infinity War. Uh, the line of people trying to get onto this show to talk about it with us is now forming to the left. Uh, we're gonna have <laughs> Dave, we're gonna have from our Canadian office a friend of the show, David Wright, will be on to discuss it. And because lately, uh, this network has gotten a little too neckbeardy. It's time to let some estrogen in. We're gonna have Alexis. Hey, Ana. All right. Can I just say that I hate that? I love you, Mark, but you butchered that poor lady's name every time. Why do you hate Alexis? I don't hate her. Why do you twist my words, you devil man? Yeah. Leave her alone. She's a perfectly lovely woman. 
So, okay. Alexis, I, I don't hate you. You are a lovely woman. I'm just saying that he butchers your name. I would have so, uh, made I would have made a play to be on that show if I would have seen it in Movie Pass. Wouldn't have pissed me off. <laughs> oh, here we go again. Uh, no, I oh. I got my I got mine out last night. I'm well, no tune in to my show, the Screaming Boy Network, uh, Screaming in, Boy Podcast, where weeks. we talk about <laughs> what happened to Movie Pass. <laughs> we'll be out here on the uh, the Randy Lynch Broadcasting Network has first dibs at this at the uh, unrated uncut director's version of it it will be out and then i will put it out on my network my show whatever not network i don't have a network um uh, i will put it out on screen boys itunes tune in the stitcher uh, shortly thereafter we also talked about uh uh you know the rise and fall of toys r us and what do you think that, mark fuck your plugs man yeah really ronnie <laughs> ronnie just t-boned me and decided that he was going to climb on the hood and just start you take too long <laughs> <laughs> i just thought it was a good segue it was <laughs> seamless this is like a, a segue you call okay all right continue i call it a raping but okay sure <laughs> <laughs> follow us on Twitter at ScreenboyPR, Instagram, Screenboy Podcast. Look us up on Facebook, Screenboy Podcast. Ivan! <laughs> hey, Mark. Mark. Yeah. What time is Peter Rabbit playing? <laughs> oh, boy. What else, Mark? What else? Are you chewing on a cigar? What are you doing? <laughs> Yeah, see? <laughs> see, I want to know what's going on on the network, see? Um, again, if you're listening to this live, in, tomorrow is May 1st. The day after that is May 2nd because things follow, follow linearly. Get it? Sequentially. One, two, three. One, two, three, oh, four, five, better. six, six, seven, eight, ten, eleven, twelve. Metal Hammer of Doom will be looking at the new Godsmack when legends rise. And then finally, at uh, because listen, I'm always willing to do a podcast and get it up in a timely fashion. Um, oh, Mike, you're in <laughs> <laughs> And so, I Pat Mullen. What you about? You get first dibs at mine. Uh, so, Pat Mullen says to me, he says, Hey, listen, I was a huge fan of the Bruno San Martino, and I want to talk about it. So, we're going to remember Bruno San Martino this Thursday night. I'm going to I'm going to work a rare Thursday. <laughs> Lucky me. Uh, and we're going to remember Bruno San Martino. We're going to talk about the, his legacy in the world of wrestling. And then we're going to commentate on one of his matches, uh, specifically one of his matches against uh superstar billy graham at the msg the pinnacle uh, of sports entertainment madison square garden all right so that's all i got for now hey what was right. bruno's finisher was it a suplex it was, might have been a might have been a ddt uh, he did on skeletor <laughs> but if you want to put on a five-star classic <laughs> i'm just saying gi joes are neat break out them gi joes Oh my goodness! Now, if you wanted to put on like, there, there are conversations that I knew we were going to have tonight, and then there were <laughs> conversations that were not on the agenda. And DDTing with He-Man figures was not on the agenda. I, I want to see if, like, did you grab one of your He-Mans that your children didn't break yet, and like try to demonstrate what I'm trying to tell you? It's totally doable, but to bend him over to get him, in you've got to suspend position, a lot of disbelief. You have to make him bow-legged. It's fucking toys, dude. What are you like trying? What are you like shooting a movie? Oh, this isn't believable. We got to get the CGI in here. Uh, well, you know, I'm, I, go give the Rattlich and Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to oh, offer. Don't. <laughs> 
<laughs> Let us know. Hey, you know, face about this it. might just be a poll that shows up either on the on the network or on the uh, uh, which DDT is better: picture of He Man and a picture of GI Joe. We'll just see. We'll just see. Be like three votes, then somebody like five comments, nine dislikes. You if you want to get the best wrestling match, you have to go with the Marvel, <laughs> the Marvel classics. The you know, with the thirty points, the the thirty points of articulation. Yes, uh, we're nerds and we're making fun of nerds. That's uh, please really do go give the Radulous Broadcasting a like on Facebook. I was kidding. <laughs> Do it. Do it now. Uh, and we can Sweet. all... Yvonne! Do it! Yvonne! Uh, we have had fun, fun conversations here in the past few weeks. I think some of my favorite that are going up on the YouTube channel for source material are our arcade commentaries where we just discussed... Uh, we did a playthrough of the... not We commentated on a playthrough for the Simpsons arcade game. So check that out. Uh, we've got a few other ones on there where me and Ronnie talked about Wolverine's playthrough for the Marvel superheroes arcade game. Uh, lots of fun and look forward to a few more. Overpowered. Yeah, clearly. Uh, and it ties in with this infinity gauntlet week, pretty, uh, excuse me, infinity war week pretty well. But, um, all right. Other than that, you can follow me at Stiznarkey on Twitter, at Source Matt Cast on Twitter as well. My name's Jesse Starcher. That's Mark Radulich. Can I pick us out? Can I pick us out? Absolutely, sir. Oh. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been the Source Material Podcast. And remember the most important thing. Brunch is between breakfast and lunch. The optimal time is 11 a.m. And I really, uh, if somebody could tweet me and let me know what time Peter Rabbit is playing, <laughs> I would appreciate it. Looking for the Star Wars playset that you're talking about because I'm trying to find it. It was actually just a Kleenex box and those two figures. (laughs) His imagination. In imagination. He thought it was real. Klaatu Niktu. At 88. (laughs) Gazunheit. He's trying to summon some demons. How was your podcast tonight, Jesse? I don't want to. I don't want to hear the word brunch anymore. I can tell you that much. Because it's fucking brunch. It's, it's <laughs> fucking brunch, dude. It's between it's between breakfast, breakfast and, and lunch. And lunch. Yeah. Fucking brunch. Okay. <laughs> Is it brunch? I'm not sure if it's brunch. <laughs> if it's too early, it's fucking breakfast. It's too late. Or in the lunch lunch. Yeah. Fucking brunch. If you have an idea of what it is you want to do since it's about you, then you fucking come up with the plan. You're a good son, Mark Radlich. That's all I got to say is I'm not because I'm not trying to make fucking reservations and go. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll, I'll fucking take her to Captain D's. So the problem is not Listen. that you don't sympathize. It's just like, I don't know what you're whining about. I, just, I wouldn't do this shit in the first place. Exactly. <laughs> I don't know. You guys are the ones that. <laughs> Live on the Source Material Podcast, Mark Radlich. God, he even schedules he even schedules his real life on the podcast. Jeez, his dad actually calls him Bubula. This is just stuff. I want to hear this. Oh, it's too early. It's too early. I don't want to eat. I don't want to eat that early Bubula. I'm muting him. I gotta mute him. All right. Oh. Can we talk about fucking brunch? <laughs>
No, I'd rather not, sir. This, it, it sounds like it's going to be a great Mother's Day dinner. I'm going to be doing Wait a second, brunch? It's, it's fucking brunch, dude. It's fucking get it together. It's fucking brunch. This podcast is brought to you by fucking brunch. Brunch, baby. Brunch. It's what's for dinner. Required listening with Amazon Music. Dad music again. The greatest guitarist of all time. Wait, who? Alexa, add this song to a new playlist. Sure, what's the new playlist name? Jack's intro to classic rock. Adding Stepping Stone by Jimi Hendrix to Jack's intro to classic rock playlist. Amazon Music, the simplest way to listen to the music you and soon he will love. New customers start your 30-day free trial at AmazonMusic.com. Renews automatically, cancel anytime.